Hello and welcome to another season of Keeping Up with Mrs. Kelly. I'm Mrs. Kelly and I'm tired. Like, really, really tired. So tired that I really needed a break from things, including this podcast, to take a step back and analyze what I'm doing and why I'm feeling this way. Why am I so ridiculously tired? I spent a lot of the summer reflecting and came to the conclusion that I'm tired because this is hard. Being a principal is hard. Being a parent is hard. Working in a school is hard. Living 4,000 miles away from the rest of my family is hard. Being a leader is hard. Being inspiring and motivating and positive and uplifting and forward thinking and accepting and inclusive and tough and soft all at the same time is hard. But what I've realized is that going through hard things is easier when you can talk about them. On this podcast, we've talked about mental illness and acceptance and pandemics. We've talked to students, we've talked to teachers, we've talked to principals of other schools. We've talked about some really difficult things. And even though the podcast doesn't necessarily fix those things, Knowing that I'm not alone and helping you see that you're not alone helps at least a little bit. So that's why we're back for another season. That's why I take time to record these episodes, even though I'm tired and I have a million other things I could and should be doing. We're here so we can process the tough stuff together. This season does just that by not only talking about tough situations, but by speaking with people who have given us inspiration and tools to get through some of these tough things. We'll talk with former students, current staff, people that we've run into recently, and people that knew me and inspired me as a child. So yes, I'm still tired, but I'm really excited to keep getting energy and ideas from inspirational people from all over the world. Thanks for continuing to keep up with me on this journey. Sometimes inspiration can come from the strangest places, like from a so-called problem student who everyone warns you about, but actually ends up inspiring an entire systemic approach to behavior and relationship building. But so it was with Jonathan, my previous student. I won't go into a ton of detail because our conversation really does, but what I can say is that in a situation where I intended to be the one teaching, I ended up learning the most. If you're looking for a story about first impressions, second chances, or unexpected heroes, this one is for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up with Mrs. Kelly, and today I'm joined with a guest who I think may have surprised people as being a guest on our podcast of someone who has inspired me and motivated me and uh, kind of led me to work in the way that I do now. And that person is a former student of mine, former mentee of mine, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. It's so nice to have you here. And um, I love sitting down to talk to you, and I always have, but I think if we look back three or four years ago, you wouldn't have been on my choice for podcast guests to talk about like motivating other people and being inspirational to the hundreds and hundreds of people that listen to this podcast. 
Because when I first met you, uh, you weren't making the right choices, I guess. Can we put it that way? Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we met when you were in year eight. And can you give a little backstory about like how how you came to Islena? Because like that was already you didn't come to us until year eight. So there was a lot that happened before that led up to you starting at our school. Yeah. So I can do a quick recap hmm? from the beginning. So I started in a communal school uh, up until year five. That's when I left because it was a, like a mixed grade. Mm. So and I was always pretty, what to say, ahead academically. Mm. So I was my parents and myself were like afraid I would be unstimulated. Mm. So then I changed to IS Elvsjö, and that didn't work out very well. Okay. And then I went on to another communal school, and then it got even worse. Yeah, it was going straight straight downhill basically, and then I have some talk with my parents we decided to come here mm. and that's when things started to started to change for the better slowly but steady yeah so what were some of the things that weren't going well for you at your old schools like you said that you were doing really well academically when you were finishing year five you wanted more challenge and stimulation but then things weren't going well in year six and seven what wasn't going well for you Mm, basically every, everything, to be honest. I was fighting with teachers, other students. Um, my grades were terrible as a, a consequence of that, I guess. Mm. And I, I think it was all a consequence of insecurity and stuff like that. I said it's for, yeah, a lot of, a lot of students. Yeah. Most, I would, I would say. Did other people see you as insecure, though? No. That's wrong. I didn't even realize it myself. I was always looked at as like the I kind of kind of a role, like a mix between uh, what do you say, the classes clown and mm. the like cool guy as yeah, well. Exactly. And yeah, it's really hard to get out of it. I was I was kind of expected to like be the one fighting with teachers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah you I, had everyone looking at you to play that role and to be the person that that maybe took on that that part in the classroom. Because there, I would say in a lot of classrooms, like people are looking for distraction because yes. it's either the work is hard or it's boring um, or it's not that engaging and people really want somebody to take the lead and be the one who pushes the limits but it's hard it's a hard role to take yeah but i think that you yeah like you said you got kind of sucked into that as being someone who you are very opinionated i assume you've been that way your whole life i've heard yes. you argue with your parents yeah. like i assume that you've always been quite opinionated yes. um so even when you weren't confident you you always have an opinion and I don't know. I think that you felt that other people looked to you to be like the like the main person in the classroom. Like you were you were the focus in the classroom. And then yeah, like you said it's hard to to not play that role when that's the expectation of everyone, including the teachers. How how did you feel in that role? Like at the time, could you feel that, like, this isn't going well, this isn't what I want? 
or were you kind of just satisfied being the the clown and the the person who is getting in conflicts? What were your feelings then? Mm. I guess I didn't have the what do you say insight to myself. Mm. Self, what is yeah, what is insight, it called? Yeah. yeah, to realize that that wasn't the best for me. I was just trying to what do you say please others basically even yeah. though I didn't realize it then myself because I got you know status from them from the other students because it, I guess it takes courage to stand up against teachers yeah. in their eyes and in my eyes as well so I was that's why I was kind of the cool kid you know back mm. then even though it wasn't the best for me obviously yeah and it's kind of um what do you say counterintuitive that it's like take courage but still it's the complete opposite that it's like based based on yeah it was based on your feeling of not being enough and not having confidence exactly yeah but it, other people viewed it as com- being confident yeah but that how are you feeling when you started here because it was year eight I had talked to your previous schools um, to be honest and I've told you this got really terrible feedback about you like really red flag flashing lights warning signs like this kid they they labeled you i'm sorry to say as a problem and then i also met with your mom um but she talked a lot about your intelligence your ease at learning new things uh, but also she told me that you had really struggled and then you came in your eight brand new school 409 Students who have never been here before. How were you feeling when you started here? I still felt, I guess, like I've always been put in that box, like problem student. So that's how how I viewed myself after years of that. Even as a new student. Yes. Even it's, when we didn't know you, like you didn't know that I had had these conversations. No, but it, it was so deeply ingrained in my in my mind, mm. like subconsciously. So even in a completely new environment, and I know some of the kids knew you before, but a lot of them were new to you. None of the teachers had met you before, but you still came in and you felt like you were a problem. Yeah, like I had to... I've always, always felt pressure, or used to feel the pressure. And I, maybe in some sense still. Like, I have to prove myself being decent, mm. basically to yeah to let's say other parents because i assume they they've heard bad things about me so i have to prove prove the prove the opposite do you still feel that way now no no okay. no i don't okay but maybe it's still like deep inside i don't feel it okay. at all and i don't think it affects me but maybe i don't know oh that's so crazy. You and I have never really talked about how you were feeling when you started because when you started, I was just keeping kind of an eye on you and I remember some of the adjectives that were used to describe you and I was a little bit like maybe he's got some challenges but he's not he's not a problem. And then um you started having some conflicts mostly with teachers. And you would spend a lot of time with me because you get kicked out of your lesson and then you come to me and I just remember thinking like we would have these conversations and it was so easy to talk to you and you had such 
insight, as you said, and such like profound, you had so many profound things to say after, of course, you stop being super, super angry. Like we could have these really good conversations. And I'm like this, he's not lacking empathy. There were so many people that thought you had no empathy. And I was just like that. I, I have to, I have to prove everybody wrong. And I think when it clicked for me that you weren't this problem um, was when I saw you with my kids. And at the time, they were probably five and two. And the school was so new and everyone was so stressed. I never felt I could not be at the school. So if their preschool was closed, for example, I just brought them here. And I remember them being in my office and you being in my office because you had gotten kicked out of something and me having to do something else. And I was just like, okay, just stay with my kids. And I came back and you had taught, like you were playing chess with Liam and you had made sure that they had snacks. And I'm just like, mind blown. Like this kid that everyone thinks has no empathy, who's going to, you know, be a criminal someday. He's playing with a five-year-old and a two-year-old and not in that weird condescending way that some people do where, you know, they don't know how to engage with those kids. Like, you you were talking to them like they were important, like they were humans, like they were your friends. And Liam actually started calling you his best friend. And it was so yeah. cool to see so that cute. this five-year-old and then six-year-old, seven-year-old, like, he's always thought of you as his friend. And it was so obvious to me that there was so much more and and I knew that you weren't faking it because I've always respected that about you that you never you would never try to suck up to people you would never put on a show even though like you have said that looking back you were acting confident when you weren't you wouldn't like try to act this way with them so I would like you more like you didn't you didn't do that to win my approval you did that just because I don't know. You're a kind person. Yeah. With a lot of empathy. Yes, that's what. That's what it took, like someone to realize that, and I, I've always known that, like since we met. Like. That what, what it took to change me was someone believing me, mm-hmm. and that was you. But, like now, I just realized, like that was probably probably like. A pivotal moment, like when you, when you, let me take care of your kids and gave me that responsibility, that trust, like was some, that was something really important, something like symbol, symbolically, like something mm. clicked in my mind, like I can be, I am important. You're important and someone that someone else trusts. And you know how much I love my kids, and you've always known that. And I guess, yeah. In the moment, maybe I didn't think a ton about it, but I also, like, in my heart, I knew knew you weren't going to hurt them. I knew that you you were going to do a good job with them. And I've never... I've never been afraid of your character. And so every time that you would make a mistake... Like, you would really struggle with coming back from that. And I remember there was one time that was... I don't remember what you did. I was so mad at you. And you came in the next day, and you were really, like, ashamed. And you said, like, I blew it. Like, I really messed up. You're probably never going to forgive me. 
And I was like, unless you murder one of my children, like, we're chill. It's fine. Like, yeah. we're okay. Yeah, yeah, and then you were like, yeah. oh, and we laughed, and it was just, yeah. But it was, the reason that I wanted to bring you on today is because you actually have probably taught me more than anyone at the school and maybe more than a lot of people in my life because you showed me like it's really easy to love love somebody who who's already like showing you that back and who you know like with my kids it's really easy to love them they're sweet they give me hugs they listen to me most of the time um but you taught me that it's it's really important to look beyond the behavior of somebody and really see the person. Yeah. Because if I hadn't, I never would have met one of the most important people in my life. And we wouldn't be here today. And I would have missed out on hundreds of moments that we've shared together because I didn't see past your anger and your obstinance and your defiance and all of the crap that you showed when you weren't feeling well and every time that I'm working with a kid now I think about you because there are kids that now that struggle in the same way as you they act really confident they're you know aggressive and challenging teachers and saying no and being really defiant and it's it's hard to look past that and it's hard to see the person in there that's probably not feeling great every yeah. time I think about you and I think about if I push this kid away what's going to happen to them and what am I missing and do you remember the time that I actually told you that you should leave the school yeah I remember that. it was one of the worst moments I've had at this school because you were I was really stressed that day I can't remember I think you were in your eight yeah it was the end of your eight and we had worked together so much and I had stood up for you so many times and so many teachers just wanted you gone they wanted you out they were really frustrated with you and frustrated with me for not doing anything and I just like I had enough one day and I just said like you know maybe you should consider going back to your old school because it's clearly like you're not on board with what I want you to do and I remember looking at you and you and I have always had a really nice relationship where when I talk to you like when you're angry your eyes get a certain way or they're like they're like I don't know like ice cold yeah it's like staring into the eyes of like a mass murderer and it's just like oh my god what is wrong with you? And then after a while, like, it, it melts and it goes away. Uh, and so we, I've seen your eyes like that a lot because you would get mad at your teachers and then we would talk and, yeah, you would change your expression. But I remember your eyes, like, went cold when you looked at me and I'm like, oh, my God. And I was so mad at myself because when I met your mom, I told her that I was not going to let you fail like all the other people in the past. And when you looked at me like that, I knew that I had been just like everyone else and I had given up. And so when you walked out, I cried a bunch and then your mom got mad at me and yelled at me on the phone 
which I was like, I understand why you're mad. And I said, get Jonathan to come to school tomorrow. We will fix this together. And I was so scared that you would have given up on me. And I'm really glad that you didn't. I'm glad you forgave me for having a moment where I... I don't know, I lost focus. I lost the big picture. And I look back at that moment and I think sometimes, what if I... What if you had left? Where would you be? Where would I be? I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have this way of working. I wouldn't have this passion for all the kids who who go through this because we have a new one pop up every single year who's very similar to yeah. having your situation. Where would you be? Like, it's just Yeah, I, de- I definitely wouldn't be here. Like, I've told you so many times. And the teachers, you like, the new employed teachers, when I meet them, like, I try to tell them that all it takes for them, if, if you meet a problem kid, all it might take for them, for you to change your lives is one person to to believe in them, and that's what you did like more than you could like ask f- from anyone, and that you like screwed up once. If I would have like been been like screwed, then I don't know where I would have been. So I'm glad I I gave you a second chance, like you gave me thousand of chances. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm just so grateful to be honest. You were really mad at me that day, though. Yes, I were. Mm. Because, like, lack of insight that I I was the problem. And, like, every time... Or disappointment that you might, you might be just like everyone else. Yeah. Like, giving up on me. But you didn't. And that changed my life. And here you are today, and the reason that we can do this podcast together is not only we spend time together, you have worked at the school, you have painted things, fixed things, done a lot of building work. Yep. Um, I remember people were hesitant at first, and you had you had a key, and I remember someone saying, should Jonathan have a key? And I was, I told you, like... I don't know if you should have a key. And then you said, if you trust me with your kids, don't you think you should trust me with a key? I'm like, touche, Jonathan. <laughs> have a key, wash a good. Because I do completely yeah. trust you with my children. <laughs> um, but you've done great work in the building every summer. And now you're actually here mentoring kids who have the same struggles as you. How does that feel to be not the one who's screwing up and making everyone angry, but the one who's helping the kids who are screwing up and making people angry. Yeah, it feels amazing to be honest. Like, trying, as I mentioned before, trying to be that person. All those insecure kids that, that I'm, yeah, seeing. Like, try, aiming to be that person that could change your life. That's invaluable to me mm. and might be to them too. Yeah. I think, like, you might have this conversation with them in a few years where they say you're the person who changed my life like what an amazing feeling yes yes I guess I finally found a passion Mm. and this is something that you and I have talked about a lot like you've always wanted a purpose and you've always wanted something not just to do but really to like put your energy and your passion into and you've found it you have this gift you've already had people say within the first 20 minutes of talking to you 
I finally feel like someone understands me. What, like, yeah. what a gift. That's so cool. Yeah, I, yeah, it feels amazing when someone says that. Hmm. It really does. So when you look in the future, is this something that you are, like, are you going to pursue something with working with kids or? Yeah, totally. I mean, because it's so close to my heart, I think it's so important at a young age, like trying to get them on the right track. Basically, make them love themselves because that's almost always the problem, mm. like lack of self-worth. And it's really, really hard and they need someone to understand them. And that's, I guess, why I might be the right person with some kids. Like, I've experienced similar similar things, uh, yeah, similar pa- uh, past. And that, I think they appreciate me being really like straightforward to like telling them the truth yeah and they respect that it's a combination of both i i believe Hmm. i want to end the episode by talking about one of the greatest things you've ever done for my children uh and and for me we have it framed in our house but there was a time where you were really mad you got kicked out of a physics lesson I think it was physics or chemistry yeah and you came to my office because you had made your teacher mad I think it was Mr. Flussert and really yeah we always got along yeah I uh, but I think like you Maybe you not. were refusing you were refusing to do this thing and maybe it was a test so you got sent out I don't remember but yeah. you were in my office and you had this physics or chemistry or something and you were like, oh, this is so hard. Like, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart. I'll, n- I'll never understand this. And you were just completely raging. And I would try to be like, no, it's fine. Like, I'll help you. And you're like, no, I can't. I can't. And I'm like, fine. Whatever. Like, I'm done arguing with you. Here. Like, here's a piece of paper. Stop doing your science. I need you to help Liam. And then I asked you to help Liam. Um, get the confidence to ride his bike. So I told you, oh, and this was a true story. Liam is really struggling to ride his bike after the winter. Like he learned last spring, um, but then it was winter and he, he like got out of practice and now he's told himself he can't do it and he really like can't do it. And so you were like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll write him a letter. And you wrote him the most incredible letter like, dear Liam, I've heard you have problems riding your bike, and uh, you think that you can't do it, but the only thing getting in the way between you riding your bike uh, is is yourself. And I was like, oh my god. And I was just like, this is yeah. exactly, exactly <laughs> what I wanted you to say. And I'm like, oh, thank you for this. So I brought it home to Liam. We have it framed on his desk. I remind him of this every time that he's struggling to ride his bike or do something that he knows how to do. But also it was that moment where I'm like, yes, like, you know this. You know this in your heart. You have this. And yeah, I knew then you had this gift of taking what you know and helping somebody understand it and helping motivate someone even when you were, yeah, feeling like absolute crap. Yeah. Yeah, I guess guess I don't walk like I talk. (laughs) <laughs> always but and now see now he's running marathons yeah. on his bike yeah yeah and so you really inspired him yeah yeah i i, I mean i remember the the thank you letter i got from him 
I save all of his uh, paintings and drawings and all that. I have his, um, you know, remember that um, picture he drew? He drew one to all the teachers. Oh yeah, yeah, and then he made one for you. Yeah, I keep that on my on my desk oh. and the, le- the, uh, the letter from you as well. Oh. So, I guess the main message that I would like to say to you now is like you inspired me. You have shaped this school. So when you come here and you see the way that I'm working and the way that teachers are working, it is a lot because of you. Yeah. Thank you, and I'm trying to, what is it, how would you say it? Keep inspiring others by um, keeping keeping myself accountable for, like, being a good role model, model mm-hmm. for them, and that's what, what keeps me behaving, and keep, keeps motivating, motivating me to behave well. Make good and, choices. Yeah, and make good choices, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here today. Thank you.